up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined, as always, by Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good, Steve. How are you? I can't complain. Been quite busy. Springtime is here. New homeownership means a lot that needs to be yep. done. And uh, rain has delayed a lot of these things. And uh, Yeah, I can imagine, uh, imagine that takes uh, a lot of time off your hands. Yeah, it makes you, it reminds you that work really just sucks and drains a lot of your time away. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of other stuff to do outside of it. Yeah, but we're checking one thing off the list day by day. How about you? Anything going on on your end? Anything fun? Uh, nothing major. Phoenixville here kind of opened up um, a little downtown area and they shut down the main road um, during the weekend. So you can kind of walk around downtown through the road and, and you know, grab a drink, grab food, and kind of walk around yeah. at your leisure there. So it's a cool little setup they have, especially when it's nice outside. I, I forgot about that. Did they do, I, I think it was first Friday they used to do? That might have been before yeah. you moved. Do you recall that last year? So that's what they did originally. And then as a way to help the businesses during COVID, um, they kind of made like a first weekend out of it where they did Thursday uh, okay. afternoon through uh, through Monday morning, they would shut down Bridge street and you'd be able to walk up and down, um, you know, at, at, you know, as, as much as you'd like, you know, like I said, you can take to go drinks. It was really a way to kind of help the businesses, but still adhere to COVID guidelines or people be spaced out. So they did that throughout all of last summer and they just announced they're, they're bringing that back here. Uh, the last few weeks this week, but with the caveat that there's a little more, um, you know, availability to sit inside. So it's a pretty nice setup, especially when it's nice out. There's a couple of beer gardens in the area now. So they have a lot of, you know, activities for people to do downstairs or downtown. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. nice setup. Yeah, I'd say. Um, but with that out of the way, from a, a fantasy football perspective, well, um as we promised everyone we're going to do a review of our all the trades we made in our league last year like our main dynasty mm-hmm. record and uh touch on our draft give some thought process there i guess it's becoming an annual event and a pretty fun one too don't you think yeah yeah one of these days we'll have to do uh do one tying to our, our other league i know we haven't really dove too deep into that one but this one i think is a little more intimate for us and we've uh, dedicated a little more time to so it's pretty fun to kind of see where the team goes throughout the year and you know valuations of certain players at a given time you know come draft time versus some trades you make mid-season you can kind of see you know how 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 um, valuable a first round pick is at the draft versus how valuable it is during the season and, and whatnot yeah absolutely and uh, uh privately will and i are going through an exercise right now we have our rookie draft coming up likely on memorial day and uh, every year we like to do a mock draft where we just try to put ourselves in the uh, the shoes of the other owners with the picks and we draft as if we were that owner and we just see how the the uh, the draft plays out. Um, we, we try to understand this person tries to draft best player available. This person has a strong need here, so they might bypass that to try to fill a need. We look for trade opportunities and also another, you know, not podcast related, but a fun time, right, Will? Yeah. You and I, I think, enjoy it. Some people may find it pretty monotonous, but when you're as uh, as gung ho about fantasy football as you and I are, especially in Dynasty, it's more fun than uh, than a chore. 
Yeah, it, it allows you to, to see some certain situations unfall and unfold, mm-hmm. and you could take advantage of them trade wise quickly uh, during the draft. Yeah. So yeah, it's been fun. It, it's a lot more interesting when you're doing the first two rounds. Once you get into like the fourth round, yeah. you know, and it's We're struggling like, here in the fourth round. Yeah, right yeah, it's a little bit messy, but uh, fun to do nonetheless. But yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, if, um, if you're new to Dynasty or kind of want a way to maybe figure out how you're how you can anticipate who's going to be available at certain picks. Um, you know, it's a way to not just go through a you know a ranking system and. Um, you know, and see, okay, I have the 15th pick, this is 15th best available player. This way you can kind of take a look at the player's team's lineup and say, if I was this owner, this is what's on the board, this is what I would take, and gives you, you know, a little more positional need and, and um, takes that into effect and really gives you an idea of who, who realistically could be there uh, for your picks. Yeah, and and what we've been doing is is when we're stuck on someone, we decide, hey, you know, who would we want? Let's try to create a worst case scenario for ourselves so we know uh, what would be the, the worst outcome from the draft and, and what we could do with that situation. So you can kind of create some situations as well. Take some time, but it's fun to do. Mm-hmm. Ah, but you ready to uh, jump in here, Will? Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look. Um, I don't know if we have exactly what our team makeup is going into this, but kind of roughly um, the team that we've been doing a little bit of a rebuild on <clears throat> and i think we had made the playoffs going into or coming out of 2019 but we really kind of tore it down and um and traded away a lot of our older players and i think at the time had quite a few draft picks but none um in the top four or five i don't think i think our highest was that 107 right yes so i think Full story. Oh, no, we had, I guess, one of three as well. We did have the third. Pick. We had traded for that. Yeah. So I think full story is we, the first year, we were one of the higher scoring teams in the league. We got bounced in the first year, first round of the playoffs. The second year, like you said, we had older players. We decided to kind of retool it. We shipped some people out, figured we'd miss the playoffs that year, ended up making the playoffs anyway. Um, Again, first round exit, and then that brought us to this draft. Um, that we believe we um, we we kind of had the foundation for this draft set by having a team uh, wanting to trade back into the end of the first round in the 2019 draft. Um, they gave us uh, the 310 in that year, as well as their first round pick in 2020 uh, for the 111 in that draft, and that team ended up actually not. Uh, make the playoffs and, and turn into the one of three. So really gave us a good spot to get one of the, you know, we needed running backs. That was kind of our thing. We uh, tore it down. Um, we're just getting valuable or young receivers. We had uh, Mark Andrews already, a couple of decent quarterbacks. We basically kind of traded away all running backs that we valued. We had just going to be building rookies from here. So having the one of three gave us an opportunity to get at least one. Uh, but I think, we're looking for other opportunities to get some other young running backs. Yeah, absolutely. So what we had done, uh, the the owner of the 101 and the 102 had said, you know, weeks prior to the draft, they're both available. You send me your offers on the day of the draft. You know, I'll pick the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, if memory serves, I didn't think we were going to really take our shot, but we decided to. Uh, and yeah, I think we weren't sure really what the price would be. I think that was part of the issue. Yeah, because he's a, he's a tough trader. Um, he's not, I, I wouldn't say somebody that overvalues his players, but I would think mm. he's, he's very, he's just, 
tough negotiator sometimes. <laughs> um, but what we had done is uh, we acquired the 102, um, a 2021 third and a 2021 fourth, and we had paid the 107, the 207, and a 2021 first. And, uh, well, I think we decided that that would uh, grab us the running back that we wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, we were kind of baiting between Swift, Dobbins, and Jonathan Taylor with, at that time, the assumption that Clyde was going to be going first after the NFL draft and kind of the hype that arose there. So we knew we were going to be able to get, uh, we're, at this point, we would be able to get one of the three at the 103. Uh, but we, at that point, I don't think really had any running backs of note. We had traded away David Johnson. I'm not sure what other guys we had, but there was nothing, uh, nothing really to, to, to bulk at. So we knew we needed to get some young running backs. And even so, it would still be tough sledding because you don't know when they pan out. But uh, we were able to make sure that we got two of those guys with the one and two and the one and three that we already had. Yeah. And I, to add to that, Will, so if you're on YouTube, I got the, the video just showing our, our current day roster. Uh, none of the running backs are on our roster now. We're on the roster at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah all of these have been made here. Just in, in, we'll go through that in, uh, in this, this podcast. Yeah. So we, we had David Johnson. We had David Montgomery. We traded both of them away. So we were really sitting with just shell players, Malcolm Brown. Uh, I think Frank Gore was still on the roster at the time. Carlos Hyde, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we might have still had Hyde. Uh, and it was just so players like that. Um, so ending up with the, the 102 and the 103, you know, like you said, uh, I think as we got closer to the draft, we started zoning in on Dobbins being the 103. We got the 102 and we said, okay, like it'll be likely, like you said, it'll likely be CEH going the 101. That'll give us JT, which is awesome. If JT goes first, then we get CEH, and, and that's awesome. Which luckily we didn't. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't that awesome. Um, but surprise, surprise, you know, jumping to our draft, we we drafted JT with the 102, and then we drafted Dobbins with the 103. So suddenly we went from, you know, a shell at the running back position to having two uh very high upside young players there. Yeah, it worked out. I mean, especially at this point, we had the 101, 102, and we also had the 201. So we knew we were gonna have uh some flexibility to you know, just get another valuable player. Um, and, and we may have moved around for some of the other picks that we have here, but I do remember we had at least the 201 um, early on. Yeah, so, you know, that was kind of the next, uh, that, that was our next jump into uh, into our transactions. We, we had tried, I don't remember where we started, but we had tried multiple times to get back into the first because we had that 201, you know, that's close yeah. to a first. We had the 205. I think we were trying to package them together to go up and get something. I don't remember what we were getting. Maybe Vaughn. Five or six. And yeah, hopefully yeah. get a, another running back just because we knew we needed to build up that position. Yeah, and, and we just could not get a trade done. People were really stuck to their picks. With mm -hmm. the 201, we take we took uh, Jalen Rieger. And then with the 205, we turned around and grabbed Pittman. I believe that was another situation, Will, where after our pick at the 201, we were desperately trying to get the 202, the 203, the 204 to try to draft Burrow. And uh, we're trying to move up, and I think we end up going one ahead of yep, us there. Yeah, one, one ahead of us, and, and we just couldn't get it done. Couldn't lock it in. <laughs> no, which is a shame. But then uh, we made a trade, if memory serves. We, we shipped out Ian Thomas. He was one of our 
our startup draft tight ends that we got. And we sent him over for the 305 to a team that needed a young tight end. And then we turned around and drafted Darrington Evans. We're still on the roster. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, you, Henry's likely going to be there for quite a while. But, um, yeah, I think it was really just trying to get back in and, <clears throat> you know, get some value. I know we were looking. We had a lot of those level tight ends, the Ian Thomas, Dawson Knox of the world. So having Mark Andrews already as our starting tight end, we were really just looking to get some value out of uh, the other guys because we probably wouldn't be using them much. Yep, and I think it plays into the, you know, we didn't really think the world of Darrington Evans, but again, our running back position was just so barren, right? We, we needed to take a shot. We both liked Van Jefferson. Um, He was gone. He went a few picks ahead, and we just needed a shot at running back. Luckily, uh, we got him, and then a couple picks later, the 308, we grabbed DJ Dallas, who we were both pretty high on, given the situation with, uh, you know, Carson getting up there and um penny not living up to the first round hype so we grabbed dj dallas i think we were both pretty happy with that at the time uh but then we'll <laughs> we pulled off that trade um it's yeah. pretty wild and i think it's more just kind of supply and demand you know guy goes off the board and someone really likes him their eyes are a little bigger than they should be yeah so the 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 guy we traded with, same guy we traded with the 102. He's a Seahawks fan. Um, so we went with the 305. He had the 306 and the 307. He grabbed Hertz and Lynn Bowden. But then we drafted DJ Dallas and he was immediately messaging us. Like, why? Yeah. I, you know, I hate you guys. This is the guy I wanted. Da, da, da. And it's like, hey, why didn't you draft him? You just had yep. two shots. But, yeah, two uh, picks in a row. You figured you'd be able to get him later. But if I'm looking through, I mean, he doesn't have another pick in the draft. Yes. Unless there were some trades that happened. Yeah, I don't know if he was thinking he was going to try to make a trade. He didn't expect us to do it. Or if he thought that maybe DJ was just some sleeper and he could buy a fourth round pick for cheap to yeah. plug him in. But we grabbed him. He turned around and offered us a, a 2021 second from one of the uh, uh, projected worst teams in the league. And then uh, just a pick swap in the fourth that are pretty irrelevant. But we go, went ahead it's- and pulled the trigger on that. And that's paid off, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely has. I think we end up getting that 21 second and then uh, 2020, the last pick in the draft of 412 for DJ and then a 2021 fourth. Yeah, and that yeah. second turned into, what is it, 202, right? 202, yeah. So right now we're still sitting with that pick here going into this draft and another pick that we've been looking to possibly use to either move up or, or acquire a more a veteran player, but very least it gives us a spot to just kind of get any valuable players that that fall a little bit to us yeah i mean in a nutshell we traded the 308 for the the 202 the next year <laughs> that's a pretty big win um yeah yeah, yeah. could still turn at, out but yeah looking at some trades here and somebody else did something similar and then they traded the 301 for uh 21 second so definitely seems like a you know viable thing if you have a spot where you're don't you have is a player there that someone else really likes you might be able to get a future pick that's at a higher round and that's really where you can kind of maximize value um so something to learn there and something we may look at here coming up in this draft if, if you you know have a, an early pick in the third uh, you may be able to convince a team that you know you can give them a future pick um and this for a, a pick in the round ahead 
um, just kind of different ways you can maximize value. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, that was about it for us in the draft. Like you said, we had just acquired the 412. We grabbed Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Coulter, who we were mm-hmm. pretty vocally high on to a degree, uh, just given the situation. And, and there was not a lot of people in the Texans that have a build like him. And, you know, not a lot of, you know, this is a wide receiver situation for the Texans, not the best. It, it's kind of the same story for Nico Collins this year, um, or at least a similar story. Uh, but that would round out our draft. I believe we still got Coulter on the roster. Yes, I right? believe we still do. He was what the the four twelve, I think. What you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so he's, he's a young taxi guy. Squad. Um, yeah, he's on the taxi squad. I think from the looks of things here, he probably is going to survive cuts. We only have to make five cuts, I believe, or maybe four. And um, he's kind of looks like to be slightly on the inside. Yeah, I would think so. And you never know. I mean, Brandon Cooks gets moved, and then you're sticking with like Randall Cobb and you know, Nico Collins, and I don't remember who else. So, you know, the potential's there. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Watkins, obviously, or Watson. But uh, that takes care this of the draft. Probably what? This is the end of May, I believe. Yeah. That, that this draft happens. Yes. So, just yeah. to put into context before we get into the next trade. You know, our we we you know think based on our receiving core with what Tyreek, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods at this time, Mark Andrews, and then a few decent quarterbacks. We think we could probably compete, but we probably want to get a more established running back. And there is quite a few on the market. Uh, but as I look through just the overall trades, a bunch of high level and high level running backs get traded. The guys that we were actually looking to trade for. Um, so it kind of puts us a little bit more um, on the, you know, on the got to get a deal done um, all throughout August here. So just some highlights. Early August, Aaron Jones gets traded with Jamal Williams and a 21 third and a 22 first for Kareem Hunt, 21 first and a 21 second. So a decent trade there. Um, just a few days later, Saquon Barkley gets traded in a, Pretty big trade where it's Barkley and uh, 21-3rd and the 22-4th, so some later picks for Deontay or DeAndre Swift, Deontay Johnson, um, and three 21 first-round picks. So the Barkley owner cashes in, gets some young players and some young and some uh, future picks. Uh, then just a few days later, Le'Veon Bell and Amari Cooper get traded for uh, Kenyon Drake, as well as uh, two first-round picks in 21-1 and 21-1-22. Drake then gets flipped for a first-round pick. And then there's a big trade of uh, Joe Mixon and DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Kosicki for a bunch of uh, kind of younger players and picks. So a lot of running backs on the move, and, and we are, at this point, really reaching out, trying to get a deal done with anyone, but don't want to give up our young running backs. We've got some young receivers now on the roster, but don't want to give up our young running backs. And it seems like at this point, everyone wants either a first or some young running backs to, to part with a, a major running back. Yeah, and I think we got lucky in that the the guy we were trading with decided he was just going to rebuild his team. Uh, I think he was just bored and wanted to do something <laughs> exciting, so he kind of tore it down and rebuilt it. And he's done a good job of rebuilding it. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, team looks pretty solid now at that point. Yeah, a one-year turnaround. But uh, we had traded away Tevin Coleman 
um, Michael Pittman, who we just drafted, Jalen Rieger, who we just drafted, and a 2022 first. And we got uh, Nick Chubb and two 21 fourths in return. So suddenly we went from nothing at running back to Nick Chubb, Dobbins, and Taylor. Uh, as well Taylor. as the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we had done a, a really good job there. Um, basically a 22 first, a little further out. Rieger and Pittman were two seconds for us, and Coleman's just a throw-in. So, you know, a first that's a little far away, and two firsts for Nick Chubb, that's pretty solid and uh, really solidified this team, I think. Yeah, and I think that's something to take note of. You know, if this is offering 222 or two, um, you know, 20, I guess 2020 um, second-round picks and a 22 first-round pick, it probably doesn't get done. But when you can put names to the to the picks, right, and and we have Rager and Pittman fall, both guys that probably borderline first, early second round picks. But once those names are attached, and you're trading the player, not the pick, that's I think you know a lot of times, especially in the first year or two, you typically don't have values fall that much, especially receivers. So if you can make those, you know, make those picks, and you know, most of the time a guy is either going to have his value shoot up like a Justin Jefferson, like a CeeDee Lamb that, you know, show that they can play in the league. Um, or you're going to have guys that, you know, maybe are a little more neutral. You know, Rager didn't look great, but his value still isn't plummeted. Now, after this most recent NFL draft, maybe goes down a bit with Devonta Smith there. But most of the time, you're going to see young players uh, in the first year or two. Their value is probably about the same, whereas picks can really swing a lot depending on the time of year. So. I think that helped out being that it was Rager Pittman in the 22 first, not two second round picks in the 22 first. Yeah. And you got to, we say a lot, you got to know your league and know the owners. You know, there are some owners out there that just don't like picks. They don't like the the mystery. They rather have solid players and mm-hmm. they fall right into what Will was saying. They, you know, they want the name attached to it. They don't want the, the mystery of the pick. There's players that are, I wouldn't say the opposite because everyone likes a good name, but there's pay, people that like hoarding picks too. Um, so you got to know your owners a little bit, kind of study what they're doing, pay attention, and uh, you'll figure out some of their tendencies. Um, but yeah, that really that, that set us up nicely. Uh, I, I can almost look at this next trade, Will, and tell you we probably did it in week three or four, <laughs> um, which is unfortunate. But we, we wanted to add some uh, some quarterback play there because we had Baker – we had uh, Teddy Bridgewater, we had Tannehill, and we wanted to add some boom. So we went out, we traded Daniel Jones, Tyler Boyd, and a 21 third for Cam Newton and a 22 first, which made so sense at the time. September, September 29th. So yeah, you're probably looking yeah, right at the right end before of the he got month. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Because I think we got like one week out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't, didn't look great. No. Um, I mean, in hindsight, like the, the the main part of that deal was to get Newton, but getting the 22 first, uh, it really helped out. We could afford to lose Boyd um, and, yeah, we and Daniel were in good Jones. Shape receiver. And we just utilized that 22 first, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but all in all, it, it's a fine deal. It made sense at the time. You know, obviously it didn't work out for us too greatly from the cam side, but overall, no regrets on that one. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I think we're kind of in in um, use in there now. 
the next one uh next next the next little smaller trade i think yeah it's a small one but if you remember barkley went down uh wayne gallman was having um some good weeks and we figured hey we got this expiring asset at running back we really don't need him because our running backs are doing fine um so let's see what we can get for him. We'll really take anything that we can get because he's just somebody that we grabbed off the waiver wire. So we traded away Gallman in a 22 fourth, and we got a 21 third back. Not bad. Probably didn't need to add the fourth in there, but I mean, I'm not going to lose a deal over a yeah. fifth round pick, right? Yeah, it gives us some flexibility there and uh, allows us to, you know, capitalize on uh, a guy that probably is an expiring uh, value. With, uh, with the guy in Wayne Goldman. Um, as we know, Barkley comes back. He probably doesn't have anything in New York. I think he's in San Francisco now, but you know, you, you get what you can uh, what you can there, and then you get a 21 third back that, you know, you can hopefully utilize to move around in the draft or, you know, as a sweetener in another deal. Yep. And the, the next one, I, I really like this next one. Well, this is a very interesting move, but we we had yeah. moved away some some roster clogs. So we had traded away Jarek McKinnon, who was serviceable for a few weeks there, but we traded uh, away McKinnon. November, so. Yeah, yeah. So we, we moved him away. We traded away Malcolm Brown, a, uh, a 21 second and a 21 fourth, and we got Jarvis Landry and a 21 third in return. Uh, so Landry really solidified the with the wide receiver core. I guess at the time we were running Tyreek, Keenan, Robert Woods and then Landry. Well, Landry would come in there, but we had traded Boyd earlier in the year, yeah. so probably Beasley or, or Preston Williams would have been the right. fourth receiver to be there. But yeah, I think the team that we traded really needed running back depth, um, and and was really looking to kind of rebuild a bit. So you know, you can give him a second and a fourth for a third, so he gets a pick upgrade there, um, and then you know two running backs for a, an aging veteran receiver that I think he just you know, wanted to get a little more, you know, boom potential in a McKinnon and, and, you know, a second round pick than kind of that old trusted and Jarvis Landry. Yep, absolutely. Um, it's a fine deal for him. I mean, he gets a second. That's pretty big. Um, like you said, some running back shots. It's not the end of the world, but I still like how we uh, we came out of that. Uh, we were able to get out quickly. of Cam. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly turn around Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton. I mean, we only need to touch on it too, too deep there. We traded Cam Newton in a 21 third for Big Ben. Uh, just some solid. We just wanted more quarterback depth going down the stretch. Figured Cam or Big Ben had another year in him. Didn't know what how would, would happen with Cam, you know, come this year. So, uh, solid move. And that ends up. Ends up being the 21 third that we just picked up, right? So if you look at them together, it's really Cam, Wayne Gallman, and a, and a 22 fourth for Ben. So, you know, it just kind of shows you if you can just maximize value on a Wayne Gallman, you get yourself a, a little bit higher pick, and then you can kind of flip that pick as a sweetener to turn Cam Newton into a you know more stable quarterback, at least in that year in, in Big Ben. Yeah, absolutely. Um that rounds out the trades during the season. Uh, we went on a run. We took down the, the best team in the league twice, once in the playoffs, once in like the final uh, game of the season, and then finally we lost in the uh, championship, championship game. Which, yeah. uh, Steve, I don't know if you realize, that does mean that we and our uh, good friend Graham 
uh, we'll be able to do the division draft, which our league does this year. Yeah, so I guess that's a fair point. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but we have two divisions in our Dynasty League, um, and they change every year. So the the two people in the the championship game go ahead and do like a little mini draft, and they draft what teams they want in their division. So obviously, you're drafting what team you think is worst first, and then you know the, the better teams get drafted last. But it's like a fun little thing that we do at the end of the draft. We probably need to prepare for that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be you know either right after the draft or or, or maybe a few, slightly after. So yeah, it's something I I looked at just a couple of days ago to kind of see how it would look um and yeah i'm not sure if it's beneficial to have the first pick because if you get the first pick i think you also get the last pick um so hope to see it's a little snake draft of uh 10 teams i guess outside of us and the other and the the champion yeah it's a fun little uh fun little study Mm -hmm. but uh League went dark for a little while, which tends to happen in this league. They don't do a lot of off-season trading until the draft's over, which is fair. For example, it, uh, the, the last trade of, of the season was on December 6th, and then the next trade isn't until we make a move here in, uh, in April, April 19th, so just a few months ago, or I guess a little over a month ago. And this was, um, I think, something that we'd been talking about throughout the season, we wanted to get Nick Chubb as a guy to stabilize the running back core, but the hope is that, you know, Dobbins and Taylor by the end of the season look good and we can count on them uh, the next year and, and maybe try to trade Nick Chubb to kind of maximize getting some value back for him as he's an older running back here. Not an older running back, but, you know, prime age running back in his second contract, I believe. So you want to make sure you can, you know, get value sooner rather than later because running backs do lose value very quick yeah i don't think he's on a second contract yet i think he's closing in on close right yeah yeah he's closing in on it which is around the time you want to start getting getting rid of them and like you said maximizing value and 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 what we did is we traded away nick chubb um a 22 second and a 23rd second um both of them being our seconds which would project to be later uh, At least, and, hopefully, this year. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Further so out, future yeah. years, it, it definitely does get a little risky to trade your own picks away. But you hope that you can kind of still field a pretty competitive team. Yep. And uh, what we got back in return was the 101 and the 108. Yeah. Know. So puts us in a good position here to get another rookie running back. That I think was really the goal. Um, now we still know at this time that we pretty barren at running back outside of that. I think we really just had uh, Darrington Evans on top of those two rookies that are second year guys that I mentioned. So we knew we needed to get some stabilizing forces at the running back position, uh, but we wanted to make sure we got at least one and one more good rookie. Um, and then, you know, we've got a few years here to play with and, and maybe try to capitalize. And it's kind of the name of the game with rookie running backs. You know, you, you get that kind of, three to four year window in for them and hopefully they get their second contract and can capitalize on that and get some younger players and or draft picks and just kind of keep cycling that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, not going to talk too much about the one away cause we don't know who's listening and we, and we don't want to divulge what our plans are there. Uh, a lot of flexibility there depending on what happens, but one Oh one, I don't think it's a big surprise. To anybody will likely be Najee. Um, so, you know, so that I was clamoring for for a while and, and Obviously, there's, I think, um, you know, uh, an argument to be made for Toronto Williams, possibly Etienne as well. 
Uh, Williams maybe the longer term asset, right? And you know, but Najee, I think is a year older than maybe a year and change older than Javante Williams. But I, I think he just has the more immediate impact here, and that's what this team needs, right? And you have you have three good young running backs, and you'd be able to flip one um, and have that flexibility to continue to pick up assets. Yeah, so you know, Najee, Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, pretty solid young wide receiver core. Uh, running wide receiver, back, running back, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, we need to add some depth, which we will get yep. to here in some coming trades, but uh, pretty solid. This is there. really where I think you and I uh, enjoy fantasy, fantasy football, really trying to work the fringes, figure out where our roster, <clears throat> you know, pick, pick-wise, cut-wise lies. And which guys we can actually get some value for and maybe minimize the amount of cuts that we have. Because going into coming out of that trade, um, I believe we were able to, uh, I think we, we pick up, you know, we had a guy that I think we had cut. So we still have uh, five draft picks, I believe, five or six draft picks with five or six guys we have to cut because of it. Um, but if you can trade away a guy that may be on the borderline there, uh, pick up some you know future picks or or cut down on some picks uh, just to upgrade some picks there i think that is something that we have been enjoying and been pretty good at here throughout the years yeah and that's what we did next so we, we traded away russell gage uh we had a ton of of wide receiver depth so we had tyree kill keenan allen robert woods jarvis landry uh cole beasley who you had mentioned we still have preston williams mm-hmm. on the roster um Kiki Kuti's on the roster. So we, we really looked and said, okay, we don't need a Russell Gage. Uh, and to note, this was uh, April 20th. So it was before the NFL draft. I think there was expectation that they could take Pitts or a receiver. Yep. Um, but it wasn't solidified yet. So at this point, Gage still looks like the uh, you know, locked in third target in the offense. Possibly yep. more if, if Julio is traded. Which I think where there were rumors at the time. Yep. So what we had done, we moved Gage, uh, the 402 and the 405, and we got back the 307 and the 2023rd. Part of the reason for wanting the 223rd is because we had just given away our 22nd, and we figured, well, let's let's start adding some picks for 2022, and, and maybe we can pull the same levers and trade our way back up in the second using these thirds and something else. But a small trade, but kind of point, plays into the larger picture. Yeah, I think at this point that leaves us with six picks, uh, 101, 108 that we talked about earlier. Uh, the 201 that we talked about earlier, picking up um, last year's tra- draft, as well as the 303, 306, and 307. So six picks to work with all, you know, relatively good capital or at least decent capital being middle of the third round. Uh, but we, now we have some kind of third round picks to play around with and, and, you know, make moves with to pick up veteran players or, you know, trade for future picks or even look to move up in the draft. Yeah. And, and that's what we do. So we, we go about trying to solve this running back depth problem. We move the 306 and we get James White in return. Yeah. Not really good. Um, really good return there. You know, he's an older player, but I think he's still someone that's going to be utilized, especially if we get Mac Jones, you know, playing early. It seems like he is going to be perfect as a checkdown target for your rookie quarterback. So I'm hoping, you know, we're hoping that if Najee does take a little while to get started, you've got a very, you know, solid PPR running back. This is a PPR league, uh, and James White that can, you know, really get you through some bye weeks and, you know, possibly even plug in for some injuries. 
Yeah, and the 306, I mean, you're you're in big-time dart throw territory. You know, I'll take, you know, even if James White isn't anything but a, a fringe starter, you know, I'll take the depth over, you know, some dart throw in the, the middle of the third round. They just don't pan out that often. Uh, decide, this Will? This is um, as of April, which is as of May 9th, so just 10 days ago. So we did go on a little bit of a flurry here of trades. So 10 days ago, we make this James White trade. Um, and then it looks like... Just a few days later, on April 11th, we make this next trade. Yeah, so we figured, we, we found the team that had uh, Watson, and his other quarterbacks were pretty much gone. I think he had Phillip Rivers, obviously retired. I, I believe Trubisky was on that roster, back up now. So we said, back hey, up. you know, what we were thinking, you know, you can have Big Ben uh, or Jameis Winston, you know, take a shot at one of these quarterbacks. We're not going to give you Baker. We're not going to give you Tannehill, but you know, take someone like this before the draft. We had offered Teddy, uh, or I guess Teddy after is still somewhat relevant. If that's the gamble you want to take, but we said, Hey, you know, take a shot on a, a quarterback. You need one. We'll take a shot on Gurley. He's not on a team, but we could use the running back depth. If it doesn't work out, then we haven't really lost anything. Uh, and uh, he took it, decided to go with Jameis Winston. So it was just straight up Jameis Winston for Todd Gurley, kind of a, a roll of the dice on both our parts for both teams we had quarterback depth he had running back depth both guys have you know floors that are very low and you know out of the league very very soon um but you know relatively decent ceilings right maybe Gurley finds his way into a team as a timeshare or maybe he's back in atlanta you know and can get some carries so be a decent running back and, and you know winston gives him some um, just some stability and someone that can play, you know, while he searches for his future quarterback. If, if something does happen where Watson doesn't, doesn't come back to the league. Yep. It's pretty, like you said, it, it's pretty fair for both sides, you know, in a vacuum, obviously we're going to roll the dice on a running back, you know, if you, uh, if you have the choice, but you know, in his situation, especially in a curly situation, I have, I have no problem with that trade on his end. So I don't feel like it's a, a fleecing or anything. Pretty fair. Pretty fair on both ends. Yep. Uh, so we're looking at things and we said, okay, we, uh, we've acquired the, the running back depth that we needed. And then we mm-hmm. thought, well, you know, maybe we, we try to go about packaging Landry and Woods together. And, and in which case we could use some, some wide receiver depth, uh, if mm-hmm. we could pull off a trade like that. So preemptively we went out and we traded T Y Hilton, uh, or no, we didn't, we traded Dawson Knox in the three Oh seven and we got T Y Hilton in the four Oh two. So got some wide receiver depth with some upside with, you know, Carson Wentz, who's going to be willing to take some shots on like Rivers. Really where we've found a good trade partner. Uh, three of the last four trades here, you know, basically after that Chubb trade, have been with the same team who has kind of finally embraced um, leaning in and, and rebuilding. Um, so he's been trying to trade away some of his older players like James White um, and, and trade for you know some fringe guys like Gage and, and Picks. So, we were able to, you know, give him a little bit of a pick upgrade and a young tight end in Knox for a guy like T.Y. Hilton that's a little more valuable on a team like ours that hopefully is going to win in the next year or so. And then, you know, we can take on that age cliff potential um, if it can help us compete here in the next year, year or two. Yeah. And then our, our final trade that we have made so far. And just I, last night. Just last night. I think it's fair to say, well, probably our last one until the draft. I don't at this point, yeah, unless we got uh, you know third round picks to kind of just throw away at someone. 
Yeah, unless there's some, you know, some little things here and there. I mean, we don't have much pick capital in 2022 to work with anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, in theory, I guess we still could combine like a, a Jarvis Landry and a T.Y. Hilton for for something. I, I don't know, but uh, probably our last probably, trade before yeah, the draft. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just last night we traded away Robert Woods and we traded away a 2020, 2022 first. And we got Mike Evans. Yeah, someone we were looking at for a while. I think we this team had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin for at least two or three years now. And he'd been trying to trade one of them, but hadn't been able to kind of get the value I think he was hoping for. Um, so I'm not sure if this, you know, was fully to his liking or maybe just, you know, he kind of got tired of trying to roster both of them and, and trade one and figure this may be one of the, the best moves that he's going to get. So he picks up a first, which actually ends up being his own first in 2022. Uh, and Robert Woods, uh, you know, a, just maybe a little more safer, you know, consistent receiver uh, for Mike Evans. Yeah, and, and for some context, the first will, I mean, it's not going to be a l- early first. It'll probably be somewhere between middle and late. In the middle. Yeah, yeah. it's a solid team. Um, so we'll say like a middle first and Robert Woods for Mike Evans. Uh, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. You were highlighting last night Evans kind of boom potential pair as well with Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry. Um, I mean, we always got to kill yeah, Evans and Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen and, uh, and Jarvis Landry. So it's a, and T.Y. Hilton. So you got, you know, still Jarvis and Keenan Allen with some consistency there. Probably got a little more boomer bust with T.Y. and Evans and, and, you know, Tyreek Hill at this point, I think he still gets the moniker of a boomer bust player, but it seems like he's more of just a, a boom or, or solid player. Cause even on his down games, he seems to be still pretty consistent. So, Pretty happy with the receiving core that we put together. Yeah. So in our league, we have to start six between the two positions, between running back and wide receiver, we got to start six players. And it's got to be mm-hmm. a minimum of two position or two for each position. So mm-hmm. we're looking at starting Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, definite. Uh, probably Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins is definite. And then that last position will fringe between Najee and Jarvis Landry and I guess T.Y. Hilton. We'll yeah, see what and James White. Yeah, and we still got James White too. So yeah, that last, so, that last that one's was really pivot what it was. We we're looking to you know compete this year, so you want to have that depth, right? And, and these are older players. Hey, maybe you can trade them for future picks midseason if someone really wants them, right? If the, if the young guys that we get are, are panning out, um, but you kind of have that depth to be able to compete this year. And and a lot of these guys like Ty Hilton, some of these older guys, James White. They're kind of like hot potatoes toward the end of their career, right? You can pick them up, use them for a year, and then and then uh, try to trade them before their value is fully expired. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone's always looking for running back depth. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. our play next year is we take James White, we package him with, you know, one or both our thirds and try to move back up in the second. Or, you know, maybe we take Mike Evans and say, hey, you know, Tom Brady's coming back for one more year. We don't want to be holding Mike Evans when Tom Brady retires. And uh, we try to flip him for a first and a young player, uh, you know, maybe. Or maybe we decide, hey, you know, all the reports are that Trask is looking good. And so far, they have been saying that Trask is looking good. I don't know what else they would say, but those are the reports <laughs> thus far. Um, and maybe we want to hold Evans and say, hey, you know, we got a window, a championship window open here with these players. Let's keep them and keep rolling with it. Uh, we tend to turn things over quite quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, yeah. We definitely yeah, treat it more like a redraft. No this yeah i think uh will we had said baker 
Keenan Allen and Mark Andrews, I think, are the only people left from the startup we did. Not counting defenses. So I don't care about defenses. Yeah, there wasn't too many guys left. Oh, Chris Herndon. Yes, Herndon. Herndon, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of what happens, you know, especially if you have a league like ours. There's at least a few teams that are pretty active. Uh, it makes it easy to kind of move guys around, you know, make the trades that you need for your current position. And, you know, I'd say don't be hesitant to pick up picks, to pick up older players, right? As long as you are in a league where you have people who are active and willing to trade for the right guys at the right time, you know, it, we pick up a James Wade, a Todd Gurley, a T.Y. Hilton because we're looking to compete this year. But, you know, it's not with the intention that they have to be on your roster the rest of their career because they're getting old. Even if you trade James White, you know, get James White for a three, a 306 and have to trade him for a fourth the year after because his value goes down, you know, you can still get value back even if it's not exactly what you got for him. Yeah, and even if you don't, you know, it's not the end of the world, depending on what you give yeah. up. Like, you never want to be holding players that retire or something like that because it's just, you know, it's a waste at the end of the day. You could have traded him away and got something. But again, we traded a third round pick away from James White. If he retires at the end of the year, which he won't, but if he retires at the end mm-hmm. of the year, big deal. You know, we gave up a third. Same thing with T.Y. Hill. And if he is just done, so what? We, we gave up the 307 or whatever it was to get him. Who cares? You know, we didn't lose anything. You know, taking the shot is more important to us. Now, if you gave up a second round pick for one of those players, it hurts a little bit more, but you overpaid to begin with. So, yeah, you know, that's the risk you run. You know, like you said, if you can turn one of them around and get anything for them, that's ideal. But, you know, when you're paying those low prices and they end up retiring on you or something, it's really. So that's the name of the game. I mean, I uh, held on too long to Julian Edelman in my other league this year. And, and I do recall at the beginning of the year, I think I did get an offer, maybe a third, uh, maybe a, a second. I don't think it was a second, but yeah, I get, definitely got an offer for him. And, and, you know, I was competing. He's my, you know, fourth or fifth receiver at the time he's still healthy. I, you know, think to myself, well, you know, if I trade him, maybe I have to go out and get someone. So I end up holding on and, and now he retires or likely it's going to be done. And, you know, at times you're going to hold on to that guy a little too long and you're stuck with him. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's all about just evaluating the guy and when you think they're done, when you think you're still getting decent value. Yeah. And what you need, you know, like Gurley might be done, but we need to take a shot on some depth. So that's where we yeah. place our shot. And if we lost, lost Jameis Winston, then so be it. You know, we got yeah. quarterbacks and we can go out and get another one if we need to. Yeah, and it's all perspective because I had Gurley, you know, for a couple years in the other league I just talked about, and I was able to trade him midseason um, to a team for Darius Slayton in a second-round pick. So it ended up being a mid-second, but I felt I wanted to get out from him before his value completely plummeted, right? So I was all about it, finally got rid of him. Um, and then I thought it was funny that we, you know, I was like, oh, I'm getting back into Gurley, but you look, you're only trading, a, you know, a, a fringe quarterback James Winston for him so value changes quick and, and it's all about the perspective of what that player is going to be on your team yep I mean uh, there's a lot of fantasy analysts out there that will tell you you know never be completely off a player like I will never you've seen in, in redraft who are you definitely not drafting this year you know and there's always a round yep. you know I you know you might not like someone the boom and bust nature of a Deshaun Jackson or T.Y. Hilton or something like that but if they're there in your redraft round in round 15 you you might as well just take the shot on them because the upside's there right uh it's the same kind of idea depending on the situation depending on your price the opinion changes you know we needed Gurley you didn't so I mean like you know it, it 
the situation changes your opinion on players and as long as the price is right, then it works out. Yeah. You know, and if he pops this year, you know, we may not have to ask for the world for him because we didn't invest a ton in him. Whereas the team that, you know, has like, like I before, you know, I had traded for him and picked him up and he had a little more value to me because he was on my team for a while. And, you know, he was something that I was counting on. So it really is all perceived value and then kind of what you, what you put into the player. Yeah. And I think ideally, you know, what, for Gurley specifically, since he's the one without a team right now, right? Uh, I think ideally, you know, he could sign back with Atlanta. I'm not, I mean, maybe you get like a 50 50 split. Maybe he becomes a goal line guy. And yeah. then halfway through the season, you know, Najee's emerging. We don't need that depth anymore. And we package Gurley and, you know, we try to get just a third back, in which case we broke even. We traded a third, we got a third back. Maybe combine it with a third to try to get a second to a team that really needs, you know, the running back shot. Something like that, you know, and again, if we end up holding him and he retires, so be it, whatever. But, you know, that's kind of the play that we're thinking long term. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, how you have to think about it with Dynasty. You're, you know, constantly making moves that, you know, lean you further in and with older players, right? And trading way picks. But then you don't have to continue to go in that direction. We kind of, I feel like we definitely have a good way of kind of going back and forth, you know, pivoting picking up picks for Russell Gage, pick up grades, and then trading a pick for James White. You know, you can kind of go back and forth when it comes to what it is you're looking to do, get younger, get older. It's really what that player means to your team and kind of where they fall on the depth chart. Yep, and it all depends on what people like. You know, if we try to go and trade Russell Gage straight up for James White, James White owner might have said no. But you trade Russell Gage for a third, and then you flip the third for James White, and suddenly it works out. You know, sometimes that's the game you got to play. Uh, yeah, we are uh, excited here for our upcoming rookie draft. I guess that'll be in the next week or two. Yeah, it should be next weekend. So go ahead and uh, follow us on Twitter at Trust Your Board. We will go ahead and, and tweet out the updates, all the trades that go down. If they go down, uh, every year we, we tend to have some trades. So we should be seeing some mid-draft trades. And we'll let you know what we do with the picks here. Uh, will, what was it that we had from a pick standpoint? Our picks this year, we have the first pick, the eighth pick, so 108, uh, the 202, the 303, and the 402. So we are uh, in good shape to have a top three pick in each round, as well as an extra mid first. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Well, with that in mind, I think that's going to take care of the show for today. Will, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, good luck, everyone. I think this is pretty much rookie draft season here. I just had uh, one, my first one saturday and we've got a few more coming up in the next few weeks so good luck in your rookie draft feel free to tweet at us any questions you have we're happy to answer with what our opinions are here and, and you know point you in the right direction uh, but good luck and make some trades yeah absolutely and always remember trust your board <laughs>